In today's episode, I am chatting with Jenna Hermans. She is the author of Chaos to Calm, which is an incredible book. And she shares all about the five pillars that she explains in the book about the things you need to do and focus on and build into your life to find that calm within and amongst all of the chaos that comes with motherhood. And she and I speak very similar languages. I love how she has put this book together. It is so awesome. I am so excited. It's in pre-order at the time that we are recording this and it'll be available now that you are listening to this episode. And I will have my copy in my hot little hands because I am just so pumped for what she's doing. She is awesome and has so much to share. Here we go. to the Around the Campfire podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of Mom Camp. In each episode, I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Jenna, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Can you start by introducing yourself, who you're a mom to, what you do, whatever you'd love to share? Oh, absolutely. So um, my name is Jenna Hermans. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. I have four people that I raise. They are soon to be 16, um, 15, 12, and six years old. Um, My day job is that I'm the co-founder and COO of a business consultancy called Be Courageous. And then I also have a book that just came out called Chaos to Calm, uh, Five Ways Busy Parents Can Break Free from Overwhelm. Amazing. And that's really where we're going to be focusing our chat today is that sort of chaos to calm, owning your calm amid that chaos, right? Because we do believe it can be done. It definitely can. And I definitely uh, know a thing or two about chaos. (laughs) Okay. So business consultancy, uh, you're a co-founder of that company. How did you come to the point of writing the book and becoming an expert in finding your calm? So it's much like many other passion projects, right? It kind of found me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it all started when we moved, there was the three kids and my husband and I, we all moved to San Francisco from Los Angeles. Mm. We we came up here, had no family, no friends, zero community starting from scratch. Uh, My husband was traveling for work. I was working corporate still at that point. Um, We had the three kids. We'd actually just gotten married. So it's like, oh, wow new family. My kids, um, my older three are not my biological children. Okay. So okay. Insta family moved to a new city with a new husband, a new family, a new job. It's like, holy cow. Okay. And, uh, so whirlwind, right. Just, yeah, that's there. a lot. That's a lot all at once. And then we decided, well, we had decided that time, but we, uh, we activated on making our own human together. Nice. <laughs> and <laughs> there, um, there was a point when the the six-year-old was very little and I was pumping at the time exclusively pumping and the kids were all in elementary school and they were all about to come 
bustling in the door, mm-hmm. eating snacks and attention and homework help and needing to think about what am I going to make for dinner and yada, yada. And I had a panic attack, mm-hmm. well, any, but there was that particular moment. Yeah. It was that day specifically. I can remember it so vividly. I had this huge panic attack and thought, oh my gosh, it's all on me. I don't know what to do. This is too much. I can't handle it. And in kind of a very divine way, source, God, Mm -hmm. universe, something outside of me channeled it and said, you know how to do this. You know how to do this. You can make all of this run so much more smoothly. And what it was telling me was reminding me that I have a bachelor's in psychology. So I know how the mind works. Mm -hmm. I have a master's in organizational management. Okay. I know how to run systems with people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I used to run a preschool for five years. So I know how to manage, you know, kids and, and food and placement and entertaining human beings and getting them from point A to point B and all of that. And I did HR at that point. It was probably less, it was obviously less than now, but for over a decade, I'd been doing HR and running teams and cultures and okay. on, on varying levels of small startup businesses all the way to, um, you know, over a thousand person mm-hmm. businesses as well. And so that download came in. It's like, you know how to do this. Come on, girl. And at that moment, I just began, right? Okay. I, I started and I started one thing at a time bringing in tools that I knew how to create more structure and routine mm-hmm. for myself and for the family. Um, and so kind of brick by brick, I was putting some infrastructure down for us so that it wasn't so overwhelming all the time. Mm-hmm. And when the baby got older and we started going to preschool and all of that, um, you know, people would ask like, oh, where are you from? You're new here still, you know, that whole thing and telling them our story and all of that, they go, wait, 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 you have four kids, a traveling husband, you work full-time and you don't have help and you don't have a, like a, mm-hmm. wait, what are you doing? What kind of witchcraft are you doing that you can hold it all together and not lose your cool constantly? Yeah, totally. And it was in that moment that I was like, you know what? I should probably write some of these things down so that when somebody asks me again, I can tell them, mm-hmm. you know, here, here are some of the building blocks that I use in our home and in my mind and how I take care of me and our family so that it's not so chaotic. Totally. Uh, and then when I inevitably got the question again, I would say, oh, I do meal planning. Oh, I make sure my self-care is in check. You know, I have been leaning on building a community. And, and so I was giving them kind of these little tidbits of things that I was doing. And the response was, I need to know more. You need mm. to write a book. I, I, I would buy that book. And I kind of, you know, I was like, no, no, no. I, I do HR and I, and, you know, now we're starting our company and no, I'm not going to write a book, but I have, that, four I have four kids. I have four kids. Who has time to write a book? Hell yeah. no. Um, and that seed definitely got planted back mm-hmm. there. And I heard it enough uh, where I just kept writing. I kept writing. And for a year, I was writing, 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 writing. And after that, basically like 12 official full months, um, I realized I have so much content. Amazing. Yeah. Like a book's worth of content. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, and that's where Chaos to Calm was born. Amazing. I love it. Okay. I have a question. I have lots, but I have, this one really is sticking with me. It's one thing to introduce systems when the babes are so little that they don't know any different. But when the kids are a bit older and they've already got, whether it's a routine routine or whether it's the routine of chaos, mm-hmm. right? They've got established patterns. How do you help them navigate into those new systems? You know, there's a lot of open communication with them. So especially when we started like doing chores, which we've mm-hmm. never done before, we, and, and that was during COVID actually, where the, my husband and I were looking around and being like, holy crap, we're feeding people literally constantly. And yeah. there's just all the time. And we're doing all the work for all of the six people crew, right. That we went to the kids and said, and we knew in our minds already that we thought we would be implementing a chore chart, but mm-hmm. we brought it into the conversation Nice. that, Hey guys, you know, this is, this is a lot for us, right. This is a lot for us to handle. And we're a team here and we could really use your support. We even, we even calculated how much time we were spending in a day Mm. on dishes, on laundry, on cleaning, you know, cooking and this and that. We're like, this is how much time it's actually taking to do all these things. Mm -hmm. But if we split it up amongst all of us, we can get it done faster. We can all be spending more time together. We can play more games or do art projects, whatever, whatever. If my husband and I are not always doing all the things. Yeah. All the things for all the people. So we bring them into the conversation. And for that particular example, they were the ones who said, huh, we could help, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they came up with the types of chores of things that they could do Nice at their developmental level and what they were available, you know, to do. Totally. Totally. So they were the ones who came up with the list and, and said that there should be a chore wheel in general and the things that they would own. So that's awesome. that was really great. That's a, that's a really easy example, which was, yeah, one yeah, of, yeah. Not I love so it. Easy, you know, but, um, what we do is we end up just having those open lines of communication and sharing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What is my, we have our, our psychologist that we meet with, um, and it's, what is it? Collaborative problem solving, mm-hmm. but like where you say, you know that, okay, so we have a problem. Let's solve it together. What are some ideas you have? Okay. Here are some ideas we have like that brainstorming. There's no bad idea, right? Like it's the mm-hmm. same thing. And then, oh, well that might not work because of this. Right. And sort of then you've figure out where you get to, but you've all been in the process. It's we do that with our son. So (laughs) (laughs) we tried it and it backfired actually is about chores. So we use their ages as the chore trigger. We were like, Hey guys, like now that you're turning eight and 10, it's time for you to like, and they didn't really pick up on the fact that our son hadn't had them at eight, but anyways, we'll just go past that. And so we assigned some chores and for the cats, um, our son was supposed to feed them in the morning and our daughter was supposed to feed them in the evening. And that was how they were going to split it. So it was fair. Well, he got so upset about the way she was doing it that we said, well, let's do some collaborative problem solving. One idea would be for you to feed the cats all their meals, thinking that that would be the one that he'd be like, no. Right. And he goes, okay. We're like, well, that was easy. Done. So <laughs> 
Yeah, so, it's surprising what shows yeah. up when they're part yeah. of the conversation, right? When yeah. they're part of that, that problem. It just made him feel better to know that it was going to be done the way he thought it should be done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know what his problem was with the way she was doing it. And it's fine. And she fills in when he can't do it. So it's fine. But yeah, it was like, oh, that that worked. Okay, there we are. He's doing it every time. So awesome and how are things now like have things like you're just like a well-oiled machine now um you know to a degree there's definitely maintenance that's needed and you know that whole like mental load that Mm -hmm. mom holds of me needing to remind them to do the thing that they are asked to do um so I definitely still carry a lot of the the chores in Mm -hmm. in my my mind yeah um and and doing the the reminding for them but thankfully they uh don't push back when I say hey it's your turn to do the dishes unload the dishwasher they're not like no can you do it thankfully not that unless we have you know a lot of people over and then in that Mm. case yeah of course I'll yeah I'll do it take over or we'll do it together or something um but typically now it's when it comes to laundry dishes, whatever the thing is, I just say, Hey, you're on this thing this week. Mm. Can, you get, can you start now? Cause we're it's all this laundry needs to be folded. Yeah. Uh, and they're cool with it. And, and sometimes I need to remind them still, like they'll take it into their room and it'll sit there for a uh-huh. while. Well, and, Hey, I've got mine here. So <laughs> exactly. And, and it's like, we all got it right. We do things yeah. at our own pace. And there's a certain point where I'm like, well, I need the laundry basket back. So yeah. I'm going to now do the, and, and I'll even ask them, like, what do you need mm-hmm. in order for you to follow through on your chore more quickly? What mm-hmm. would be helpful for you? And, um, my 14 year old, she actually said, if it's dumped on my floor, I will do it because I don't want it all over the floor, but it it's in the basket on the floor. She doesn't. Oh, cause it's tidy. Yeah. It's tidy in the basket. Yeah. But with no oh, basket. Interesting. So right. she basically suggested that. So then, yeah. Yeah. So I great. leave it there. If it's still there the next day, I'll dump it. And I take that basket. See, that back. would not work for my daughter. She would just move. Like she has so much crap on her floor. And every time we're like, just pick up the stuff on your floor. Like it's whatever. So she would just move around that pile. It would not, <laughs> it would not impact her one iota. She would just be like, sweet. There's more stuff to make me cozy. Like it just, you know, there, but my son would hate it. So it's so funny how different they are. Isn't that great? Yeah. The, for my son, for the 12 year old, when he's on the laundry for him, I have to be on him. Yeah. Will let it sit. I can pour it on the floor, whatever. I'm like, bro, get it done. So I stop nagging you. I'm like, that's, that that's is the incentive it is for him is like, <laughs> just don't nag me. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, just get it done. And then I won't bother you anymore. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. That's awesome. Okay. So what are, without revealing every piece of goodness in your book, what are some of those things that uh, moms can implement to reduce the chaos and bring in the calm? Absolutely. So there are five pillars of calm. It's the five different chapters of the book. The first one is around the concept of efficiency. So how do we get done the things that we have to get done anyway, Mm. but in a, in a way that takes up less time, less energy. Nice. And how do we recognize those things that are taking up so much time and so much energy and how can we do it differently? Do it better. Cool. So an example, like what, what might that look like? Um, it could look like using your calendar better, Mm. right? Like, being able to see where your time goes by calendaring and putting in buffers in between events 
so that you have a moment to breathe, mm-hmm. to dance, to use the bathroom, whatever it yeah. is, you for processing, yeah. right? Because a lot of times I know for myself, I don't know about you as well, but you know, when we have calls or meetings back to back to back, there's oh, no moment to- Especially since COVID, when everybody was just online, we're like, we don't need time, just click to the next call, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, you need a moment to process. What did we just do? And then get in the mindset of the thing we're about to go mm-hmm. to. So that's a little thing. Another is what is something that maybe could be outsourced? How can you, yes. outsource it? whether it's to someone else in your family or in your community, or how can you do like job share within your community? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause we all have our different superpowers. Totally. So how can we lean on each other for yeah. that? I have two things that I share. And one of them is mine and one of them is not mine and I can't remember who it came from so I'll share that one first um I think it was Kate Northrup but it's um does this have to be done right now does it have to be done by me and does it have to be done at all Mm -hmm. and so those sort of like what is this could somebody else could I do a job share could I you know what does that look like so but I have the 4d list which is do delay delegate delete wait I'm missing one that's four. Do delegate, delete, and delay. Yes, that is four. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long day. Um, So yeah, so that's four. So like, is there anything on your list you can actually delete altogether? Do you have to do it? But it's sort of the similar concept as what Kate says, but um, it's the same thing, right? It's becoming a bit more efficient and simplifying where you can. Exactly. Yes. And then also recognizing our own energy patterns Mm. and things that that are better for our energy that lift us up or is it different times of day different parts of the month totally different foods so it's recognizing our energy patterns Mm -hmm. as well as part of that's a part of efficiency of like okay so I know I'm high energy and super creative on these certain days or this certain time of day or this day of the week and being able to stack when we can right Mm -hmm. the right tasks for the right moments totally Sometimes, you know, when I'm feeling super creative and high energy, that's a great day to be in create mode mm-hmm. and build assets or whatever it is. Right. And then on my very more low energy days, mm-hmm. days to just respond to emails. <laughs> yes, exactly. Absolutely. I love it. It's so funny. I was just talking about this with a coworker today and I recommended, turns out Kate Northrup, that's funny. It's her book, Do Less. She has yeah. that, she talks a lot about the menstrual cycle and the different weeks of the month and where you're, you know, I, I sort of like the seasons of the year. Right. And so it's, I was explaining to my coworker about this and she's like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Right. Cause it's so true. But for also to your point during the day, right? Mm -hmm. I get a lot done first thing in the morning. And then I do hit a bit of a lull sort of that mid afternoon where I'm like, I'm so done. Right. And then I pick back up again, but yeah, I wouldn't try and do any big creative thinking at about 2 PM. Exactly. And so when you can control your time or Mm -hmm. or what you do in that time, that when you recognize that it's like, okay, I'm not going to plan a big strategic session at two o'clock. Exactly. Because it's Nothing not going to be productive. <laughs> no, exactly. I might be able to power through, but it's probably going to have a lot of being silly because I just can't focus. So exactly. yeah. Awesome. So that's a little bit about efficiency. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the second pillar is habits. Mm. So how do we create habits that support us that are healthy, beneficial habits, and then how to break ones that don't serve us. Mm, cool. Cause those, it, you know, what is the saying? Show me your habits. I'll show you your future. Mm, nice. Yep. 
And so being able to set up healthy habits for ourselves, then that means that it requires, again, like efficiency, less energy, less think work mm-hmm. because it's habitual. It's just natural. So, you know, for me now I, I exercise is very important and very important for my calm. And so I have a habit now of, I drop off Sage at school and I go straight to the gym and I don't even think about it. I, sometimes I don't even have to go to the gym afterwards because I did it earlier in the morning and I find myself just driving to the gym anyway. And I'm like, (laughs) what? but I don't have to sit there and go like, Oh my God, I have to turn right right now because that's towards the gym. I'd so rather go left. It's just instinctual. Nice. Right. And so it's the, the book also shares um, how to build those habits. Right. And so for example, like starting super small, like Mm -hmm. most ridiculous, embarrassingly size, small, you know, you can do two sit-ups, right. Mm -hmm. Or three squats or two jumping jacks, whatever it is, you know, hold the kegels in. Um, (laughs) you can put your gym clothes on. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I guess. So it's like, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Just doing that and starting so small with the habit of like, okay, I'm just going to do that. And then once that becomes habitual, mm-hmm. you tack on the next little thing, you tack on nice. the next little thing. And next thing, you know, you're like, all right, I'm going to the gym five days a week and doing an hour. Right. Perfect. And yeah. even still like to the point where I go and I do my hour, my goal actually still is I'm only going to go for 15 minutes. Oh, interesting. If I happen to do more, then I do more. Once you get in the door, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, if I want to leave after 15, that's fine. But I don't because that's silly. I'm already here. Yeah. Right. So it's the, it's making that habit and putting those things in place and starting so small that it's like, oh my God, really? But (laughs) really, um, and that trickles out to so many other things, right? Like you want to hydrate more. Hydration is incredibly important for calm Yes, because our bodies need to function. And when we're dehydrated, all the cells are shrinking up and nothing can work as well. There you go. I see yep, drinking, drinking. <laughs> um, so being able to say, okay, I'm going to start with, you know, a goal of drinking, let's say two glasses a day. Right. And at this exact time or triggered against this exact thing that I already do. So anyway, now I'm going into process, but there's all these different ways of being able to make a habit and make it stick. Like stacking it onto something else or, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's like you already, let's say that you want to take three deep breaths Mm -hmm. more often throughout the day. And let's say you find yourself driving, you know you know, to pick up kids or yeah. go to the grocery store, whatever it is. Anytime there's a red light that you're totally, stopping, you take three deep breaths, Love it. You anchor it or, you know, have a trigger mm-hmm. that then connects you back to that habit. So that's another thing. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then also there is the strategy of how to break a habit because okay. it's so easy to create. Well, it's not easy to create women. It's easy to create bad habits. That's for right. sure. Right. <laughs> So but it's easier to think about creating new habits. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's, it's harder to let go. So how do you, okay. So what do you say? Well, one of the things is to replace a habit. It's actually mm. almost possible to br- just break a habit. Right. But when you replace it with something else, it makes it a lot easier to not do that anymore. Cause it's now being well, like people chewing gum when they quit smoking. Exactly. So like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it. Totally. My dad quit cold Turkey, but he'd had a health scare. And so it was just, he didn't replace it with anything, but I think it was just that big a health scare. 
to wake him up and get him to stop. Yeah. But I can totally see how, I mean, he never would have stopped if it wasn't for that. So even with gum. (laughs) So if you think about like in the afternoon slump, Mm -hmm. right? That's, I know for me in my afternoon slump, the first thing I want to do is go eat some chocolate or Mm -hmm. get a Right. And so what I did when I was working back in office, corporate, whatnot, it's like, oh, I, I, I would enable myself. I always knew that in the afternoon I'd have the slump. And so I would purposely go and buy my snacks, right? <laughs> to my afternoon slump snacks Yeah, in the drawer of my desk and realized one day, this does not actually make me feel any better. Mm-hmm. I am not helping myself at all by no. eating chocolate at two o'clock literally every single day. So instead, what I did was I set an alarm to remind me at two, get up and go for a walk. Oh, nice. And I would take myself away from the desk. Well, one, mm-hmm. I just invite, I was trying to refrain from buying those snacks, right? And then two, do something else, which mm-hmm. was go for a walk. Um, or if it was like, no, I'm actually peckish and I want to eat something, getting healthier snacks, yeah. not like getting like dried fruit or nuts or right. something. Like totally. So. Totally. Okay. Awesome. Yay. Um, number three yeah. <laughs> is communication. How okay. do we more effectively communicate with those around us so that we can support our calm? So okay. is actually listening. Mm. Okay. Okay. So able to more effectively listen to others and be able to hear what's going on for them makes it easier for us to connect with them and be able to then share back what we're feeling inside or internalizing or experiencing through them. That's actually huge for kids for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That can reduce the the chaos by just having them be heard. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Exponentially. I know with, with my kids, when they are freaking out or they're having mm-hmm. whatever it is going on for themselves, I'll just sit and listen, say not a word. And then afterwards I'll ask them like, what do you want me to do right now? Do you want me to mm-hmm. give you advice? Do you want me to fix it? Do you want right. me to, do you just, did you just want to share and want me to listen? Mm-hmm. And if I can, sometimes I try to get ahead of that. Right. And even before they go and I can see they're in a tizzy, I'm like, how do you want me to listen right now? Yeah, totally. Right. Do you want me to listen for problem solving? Do you want me to just be here for you? Like, and just hold space. Mm-hmm. What is it? Um, but then they feel better because they've, feel heard, right? Mm-hmm. And they've gotten the support that they need, whether it's just us sitting there and being quiet, mouth shut. Sometimes we need to zip it <laughs> because we want to say all the things. Yeah. Um, or, you know, we help them problem solve or whatever it is, but they feel so much better, which then can make us feel good knowing, okay, we just supported them. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. So that's really helpful. Do you add sort of like asking for help and boundary setting into your communication? pillar oh, heck yeah okay oh yeah and a no for you is a yes for me right? yeah 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 boundaries is a huge one in communication and being able to to be able to put that up mm-hmm. and know what is protecting yes you, right? yeah is- and why you're giving that boundary because then you'll stand by it right yes mm-hmm. so Absolutely. important mm-hmm. love and it sharing that back sharing that mm-hmm. back to the person that we're setting up the boundary with yes. is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Is there any more to the communication pillar? Or are we on pillar four now? 
Oh, I mean, there's a ton more, but it's all, it's all. <laughs> well, they have to read the book. I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I'm so happy to talk more about it, but I know that we also have hmm. time totally. um, and we've got two more, we've got two more pillars. Yeah, yeah. go, go, go. I love it. It's just so good. <laughs> so fourth pillar is community. And mm. so as I spoke about that one before briefly, um, building a community, right? Even as an introvert or someone who really is a homebody, whatever it is, is so important for Calm, especially with kids because mm. play dates, right? Get out of my house, kid. Go hang out with somebody else. Um, or because we're just so busy and we have pickups and we have jobs and, and all the different things that to have a community round of other adults right? Mm. That you can pick up your other kids from school if you need to take one kid mm-hmm. to an appointment or something else has popped up unexpectedly or whatever, or if there's something you can even plan it out, right? Mm-hmm. And other parents that you can call on to help support your kids or you, right? Even if just you need it, you need yeah. to talk to somebody that you have people around that you can do that with. Additionally, Amazing. right? Additionally, a big part of the human, the human existence and how we human is about being in community and relying Mm -hmm. on society. And one of the big things that we recognized through COVID, right. Was how alone we felt when we didn't get to be around Mm -hmm. and within our communities. And so, and then we were all craving that coming out of this isolation. And it's because that is embedded in us as the type of species that we are. Totally. And so, I mean, mental health issues went through the roof because we were all so isolated. Mm-hmm. So the idea of being able to be a part of a community, to feel a sense of belonging mm-hmm. is not just calming, but that is necessary. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's part of what Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like that belonging piece. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And so, and I mean, Brene Brown said it so well in Atlas of the Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, she talked about the concept of fitting in versus belonging. And yeah. that really stuck with me on how, when you feel like you belong, your heart is open. It staves off, you know, mental illness and depression and mm-hmm. anxiety when you can walk into, you know, your local coffee shop and your person, the, you know, the barista knows your order, knows your name, knows your kid or whatever it is, right. That you go and you feel like you belong somewhere. You are accepted mm-hmm. just as you are right. With friends, with colleagues, with people in our society and in your crew, that that is so important for us. Mm-hmm. And I think especially as moms that yes. we feel like we belong somewhere mm-hmm. because there's so much of us just giving all the time to all the people. So when we feel like, oh, we're seen for who we are genuinely, mm-hmm. that we can really feel safe in that. Love it. I love it. Yay. And then the fifth pillar mm-hmm. is self-care. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a good one. So what does that look like? Well, this is a question I ask everybody, but what does that look like for you? So for me, my self-care is my exercise, my reading. Mm-hmm. I constantly, I've got like three books at any given time that I'm flipping between, um, meeting up with my community, right. And spending mm-hmm. time with friends can making new ones or nurturing my current friendships, just being around human beings is really a huge part of my self-care. And I noticed that if I go like two weeks without spending time with 
someone who's not just like family or work related, right. that I start, you know, like, yeah, like chomping <laughs> the bit. I'm like, I need compaction. Yeah. Um, and so that is a big, that's a big part of my self-care as well. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, and, and, and what I talk about in the book of, with self-care is that it's not, it doesn't have to be like self-care Sunday. Let's go and spend no, right. time and money at the spa and all these things. It's like, no, it could be a walk. It could be going mm-hmm. for a walk is self-care. It could be having a little dance party by yourself, which is something I do um, mm-hmm. in between calls, right? Like just to get the body moving and get totally. my mind moving differently. And so there's these micro moments of moments in between or how we, you know, begin our day or end our day and transitions mm-hmm. that are all opportunities to care for the self. Yes. Yes. Love. Love. We speak so much the same language. I just love it. I love that you've packaged it in this beautiful book that has all of the areas that can make such a difference in life. It's huge. It's huge. So good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just really excited. Um, okay, I do have, I'm going to skip the self-care question. So I have two other questions that I ask all my guests. So number one, how do you define balance for yourself and for your family? Say balance is more like a yin and yang. Mm-hmm. You know, some things need more attention at some times and need less at others. And so, and and really just noticing that and acknowledging that so that when, when something is maybe taking up a lot more time and attention, it's like, that's okay. That's what it needs right now. And we'll yeah. get to other stuff, you know, at a different time, but it all does end up, you know, balancing out in the end. It's all, it all mm-hmm. comes out in the wash. Right. Love it. Yeah. And so that's, that is our concept of balance. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. What is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom? Holy crap. Ah, the biggest lesson what I don't know if this is the biggest but it's the first one that comes to mind yeah I love that that's why I don't script these podcasts because I just love it's always the first thing that comes to somebody's mind and it's always different and it's always amazing so no pressure but (laughs) (laughs) the biggest thing um it's that what worked yesterday may not necessarily work today oh so good so good okay explain that why did that come to you? <laughs> I know what it means to me and it totally resonated, but you tell me what it means. To yeah. You. Well, I've got four kids at, at all at different ages and developmental mm-hmm. milestones and different things. And, um, you know, I think starting from when the kids were all babies and infants and, you know, their different phases that as they develop and grow from one day to the next, what worked literally the day before may not work today because right. they're a different person today. So good. It's like what you felt like, I am super mom. Look what I just made work. Like I've been, you know, dealing with this thing with our kid for so long that finally something solved itself. Right. And then the next day you're like, damn it, it doesn't work again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. And so, and that, and that shows up, you know, even as they're older now, yeah. it's the same, right? It's the same in that there may have been something I said yesterday that really worked, that really Mm -hmm. resonated and it really clicked for them. And I could say the same thing tomorrow and they'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, no, that's, that doesn't work now. I need something new, mom. Right. Right. (laughs) Or you try it with the next kid and they're like, no, (laughs) it's just, yeah. 
Totally. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. What works with one kid definitely is not, well, not yeah. oh yeah, that's totally going to work with the next. Uh-uh, you got to come no. up with a whole new bag of tricks. Yeah, totally. Everything. Oh man. Okay. So how can our listeners get the book, connect with you, follow you, all the things? Thank you. So my website, jennaherbins.com is a great way to find me. My book is there. My info's there. Awesome. Ways to work with me or connect with me and all the different ways are all on my website. So jennahermans.com. Um, also, if you just search Jenna Hermans and You'll chaos and calm or whatever, <laughs> I'm sure that that'll be a great place to find me as well. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Medium, LinkedIn. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Well, I have all the links. I will put them all in the show notes so they will know where to get them. But just, you know, people don't always go to the show notes and they just want to like go straight there. So wanted to hook them up. So that is awesome. Thank you so much. I love what you are doing. I love what you've put together. I'm that's, I'm not blowing smoke. Like it's actually, this is my language. This is all like my love language, everything you've created. So thank you for doing what you're doing. It's so awesome. And it will be so powerful and helpful for families. So it's huge. Thank you for having me and for being able for to give more oxygen to absolutely book to this work. It's uh, I think it's really meaningful and important. So just thank you for the opportunity. I'm so oh, grateful to be here. My absolute pleasure. All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.